Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, You shall go out no more with us to battle, that you quench not the light of Israel. In other words, David was becoming a liability on the battlefield, not necessarily from the fighting point of view. But as the king of Israel, it would be a disaster for the nation if the enemy kills him in battle. So his men, for his own sake and the sake of the nation, they had David stay home and literally command the army from his palace in Jerusalem. Now, the people of Israel at this point, they were facing a new reality they never thought would come. See, when they first learned about David, they learned about him as the young mighty warrior, the one out there with the slingshot, with the five stones, the first one being used to take out Goliath, the next four being used to take out his brothers. And they always imagined him as this young warrior. Or maybe they remembered him as the king arriving in Jerusalem to become the king of the whole nation, establishing Jerusalem as the capital. Everything seemed good and great. Everything seemed wonderful. But what people were not seeing was the mileage that David's piling up. No telling how all of those years when Saul chased him in the caves, it played on David and his health. No telling how bad all the battles, the endless battles that David fought, how it had a physical toll on him, how when Absalom ran David out of Jerusalem, the mental anguish, the emotional anguish, but the physical toll all of this was having on David. Plus one other thing, he's starting to grow old at this point. That brings us to Psalm 71. In Psalm 71, we see David facing a realization that he did not want to face. In Psalm 71, in verse 9, it said, Cast me not off in the time of my old age. Here is David getting old. Yet his prayer is what? Do not forsake me, O Lord, in my old age. Why? Next verse. Actually, last part of verse 9. Forsake me not when my strength fails, for my enemies speak against me. And they that lay wait for my soul take counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him. Persecute and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste for my help. Let's hold there for a second. Here is David. He is very aware what the enemy will do, especially the Philistines. When they start to realize that David is not the man who he once was. How they were going to send wave after wave after wave of attack against Israel. Why? They sensed he was weak. They sensed they could defeat David on the battlefield. That brings us to what we just saw here. 
David praying for the Lord to help and deliver him in these difficult times. Let's move up to verse 1, where it said, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. David is saying, I am putting my complete and total trust in him. Yes, he is not the man he is used to be. But he is still putting his faith and his trust in the Lord. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear unto me and save me. Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. You have given commandment to, to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man, for you are my hope. You are my trust from my youth. Let's hold there for a second. Here we have a David. He is praying for the Lord to protect him during this time when the enemy would be attacking him over and over and over again. Yes, the physical strength of David might not be what it once was. But David knew his strength in battle was never his physical strength to begin with. Why did David win battle after battle after battle? From what I can tell in reading through 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, in reading through 1 Chronicles, David never lost a battle on the battlefield. He has a very good record. But David realizes he is not the reason why he has been winning these battles. The reason he is winning battles is because the Lord has been his protection and the Lord has been on his side. Through the days of Goliath, when David took that slingshot and put Goliath away, David realized it was the Lord that was with him. And the incident that we just saw in 2 Samuel... The reason the enemy didn't get David then was the same reason. The reason being what? The Lord was still protecting David. The enemies of David were never able to prevail against him because the Lord was continually on his side. The Lord was the protection for David. Now, as an older man, what is David saying here? The Lord continues to be my protection. He will protect me when I am young. He will protect me when I'm old. He protected me in middle age. And he will protect me until the day I am going to be with him. The Lord is the protection of David. Are we still here? Let's apply this to us. Tonight, I want us to focus on the Lord being our protection. Regardless of where we are in life, be it the young person, be it those 
who, like David at this point, is starting to get a little older. Each and every one of us, we can pray for the deliverance of the Lord, for the protection of the Lord. And the Lord wants to protect each and every one of us. As we look forward, I believe that we will need the protection of the Lord more and more in the days ahead. We need to realize we cannot do this by ourselves. Me, when I was young, I realized I couldn't do it by myself. Lord knows I couldn't. Even at this point in life, I realized I could not do this without the help of the Lord. And even going forward, I cannot do this without the protection of the Lord. We need to rely on the same Lord that protected David, that protected the believers, that will protect us in the days going forward. Are we still here? Follow with me a few pages. Psalm 91. No doubt, David is very familiar with this psalm. And by being familiar with it, even though there is no author's name on this psalm, either David wrote it or someone else wrote it and David was very familiar with it. In verse 1, we're going to see the secret of the protection of the Lord. How are we protected? Verse 1. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwells or lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of of the Almighty. Keep your finger in Psalm 91. Let's turn to the book of Matthew real fast. Book of Matthew. We're going to take a look at chapter 6, the Sermon on the Mount. Chapter 6, verse 6. But when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you have shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. So what do we see in Matthew 6.6? 6? When you pray, don't make a public spectacle of it. Do not go to the street corner Yell at the top of your lungs, hoping that everyone's going to come and hear you pray. That's not how it works. What did Jesus say? Go to your closet, close the door, and pray to the Father in secret. So applying this, 
to Psalm 91. What is our secret place? Our secret place is the place of prayer. There was three things that happened in the secret place. One, prayer. Two, praise. Three, the word. When you are in your secret place, bring a Bible and bring a notepad with you. Leave the phones and the tablets in the other room. Let them recharge while you're recharging. Bring your Bible and your notepad and a pen. And there you will be renewed and made strong. When Jesus was in his earthly ministry, we read this so often, and Jesus went apart to a deserted place and prayed. He who dwelled in the secret place of the Most High. Here is Jesus. What is he doing? He is in the secret place praying to the Lord. If Jesus did this, who is our example, we should do this as well. Now, what did it say? Psalm 91.1 He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, the protection of the Lord is going to be on those who are in the secret place of the Most High, in the place of prayer, in the place of praise, and in the place of the word. Let's look at David for a moment. David wrote the vast majority of these psalms. And if you slowly and methodically go through these psalms, you're going to see a few consistent themes. One will be definitely messianic. David prophesying about the coming of the Christ. David will definitely be in praise all throughout the book of Psalms, especially the second half of the book. You're going to see a lot of praise ye the Lord. But a lot of these Psalms, David talks about how he's in trouble. How the enemy is attacking him over and over and over again. A lot of these Psalms David is praying for the protection of the Lord in his hour of distress, in his hour of need. When David prays, this is a consistent pattern, by the way. This happened in the days when he was in the caves being chased by Saul, but it also happened in the days when he was in the forest being chased by Absalom. And this happens in the later stages of his life as well. He is praying unto the Lord. He is seeking him. He is in the secret place. Most of what we see in the book of Psalms is a prayer given by David to the Lord. David consistently wherever he was 
feet in the palace, feet in the shepherd's field, feet in a cave, feet in the forest, feet on the battlefield. He always managed to find the secret place of the Most High to be in the Word. Now, the reason I mentioned Notepad, obviously David must have had a fair amount of parchments and scrolls because he was writing this as he went. Why? Because he's in the secret place praying these things to the Lord. And what does David know? He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, the shadow or the protection of the Lord. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Now David knew a little bit about refuge and fortresses. A place of protection in the midst of the battle. I will say of the Lord, the Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my protection. The Lord is my fortress. I can go to the Lord. And the enemy will not overcome and defeat me. Why? Because the Lord is with him. Verse 3. Surely he, the Lord, shall deliver me, David, you, you and you from the snare of the fowler. A fowler is a person who trapped birds. He set traps for them and he caught a lot of birds that way. That's why we have a last name of fowler out in society. Secret place of the Most High. What happens? He shall deliver thee from the snare of the feller. I always found this one to be a little bit more interesting. Because if you just go by the wording, David's in the trap. But what happens? The Lord delivers him out of the trap. He delivers him from the situation that the enemy has him in. And he protects him in the day that he is ensnared by the devil or by the enemy. And from the noisome pestilence, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. Now, here is something that a believer needs to do. One is what? Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Meaning what? The place of prayer the place of fellowship, the place of praise in the word. As we head into the days ahead, I challenge each and every one of you, not a command because we don't do that. The Lord's going to have to lead you to do this. But we challenge you to spend time every day in your secret place of the Most High. That means you and prayer, you and praise, you 
and the word each and every day at a time when nobody really knows what you're doing. The only one that probably should know what you're doing is your spouse. Beyond that is a quiet, private time to the Lord. But the second thing here is what? It said, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. We need to trust in the Lord. Full assurance that the Lord will save us and protect us. There should be no doubt about the fact that the Lord can protect each and every one of us. Our faith needs to be in the God who will protect us from all harm. Verse 5. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night or for the arrow that walks by day nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Now, we've already mentioned secret place and protection. But where do you build your faith? And where do we build ourselves where we are not afraid? Again, in the prayer closet, in the secret place of the Most High. He is there, kind of like a spiritual gym, where we are building up our most holy faith where we are building ourselves, where we're trusting in the Lord to the point where we are not afraid of what the enemy might do because we know that the Lord will protect us. So those who are in the secret place of the Most High, they shall abide under the shadow or the protection of the Almighty. Their faith will be built up. Their fear will vanish away. Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Notice the wording here. David is not saying the writer of this psalm is not saying, I pulled out my sword and I whacked them all. No. What the writer is saying is, the Lord has protected me from all the enemies around me. He's the one that's taking care of all of this. Are we still here? The Lord is the one who protects. The Lord is the one who will bring us out. Only with our eyes, verse 8, shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Now, those who attack the believer, those who attack the believers in Jesus, 
the Lord will fight our battles for us. He will give us the victory. The enemy will be defeated. David, what did we say? He can't find a place where he lost the battle. Why? Because the Lord is with him. The enemy is handled by the Lord. What David sees is the salvation of the Lord. Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. Now, let's read this from the point of view of the believer. Because the believer has made the Lord, which is David's refuge, even the most high believer's habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Believers in Jesus, I'm not talking about a natural protection tonight. In the natural, sure, for a while it looks like we're going to win. But eventually, things change. And that change will mean you're not going to win as often as you once did. Because the enemy is going to be relentless and continue to attack. But here's the beauty. We never had to rely on our own ability to begin with. Why is David able to persevere from youth to gray hair? Because the Lord is his protection. The Lord is the one who protects him. Are we still here? Let's tie this to the book of John for a moment. John 17. I want us to look at Jesus, our protection. In John 17, we see Jesus in a prayer to his Father right before he goes to the cross. He says the following, John 17, verse 12. Well, I was with them in the world. I have kept them. Those that you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost, but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. This goes, honestly, beyond the 11 disciples in the room on that night. Those who traveled with Jesus, they were protected by Jesus. Why? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Jesus' shadow is protecting these from the harm of the spiritual enemy. 
in this case, also those who want to do harm to the disciples. As long as these believers had a mission to complete, they were under the protection of Jesus. Jesus protected them. Now I know some will say, well, some of these men died for their faith. Absolutely. But what happens next? We tend to think, at times, even as believers, that the grave is the end. It is not. Passing from death unto life is going to the ultimate secret place of the Most High. The protection of the Lord. Now let's draw this point very clear. We are here because the Lord has called us to this place or the place you're at or wherever you're working or whatever for this hour, for this season. Why? So you can complete the mission that Jesus has for you. That's the good news. Now, as we spend time in the secret place of the Most High, we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's make this more per, um, personal. We read enough about John 20, when Jesus breathed into his disciples and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Can I ask you a question? When you go to the secret place of the Most High, who is in you? The Holy Spirit. Who is the one who is going to keep you in this time? The Holy Spirit. I want us to look at how God, through Jesus, using the Holy Spirit, protects us. The Holy Spirit is our protection. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Holy Spirit is inside to protect us from the attack of those around us especially in the spiritual realm. Are we still here? The book of Isaiah, chapter 54. Isaiah 54. I'm going to read verse 11, the first line, and then go down to verse 17. In the first part of verse 11, it says, O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted. What do we see here? We see someone who is going through difficult times. They are what? Afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted. They are stressed out, facing the attack of the enemy. 
we can apply this to our time. It looks like the enemy is weakening us and it's going to be victorious. Well, the Lord has a message tonight. And that message is verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall you condemn. Those who are in the secret place of the Most High. Yes, we might go there stressed out. We might be tossing and turning in the middle of the night, wondering if a victory is coming. We could be not comforted, as it said in verse 11. But when we are in the secret place of the Most High, when we are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, when we say to the Lord, He is our refuge and our fortress, our God in Him will we trust, what do we see? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall you condemn. The Lord is going to protect. The last part of verse 17. In songs, I sang the first part of verse 17, but the second part is important. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. What is the heritage of the servant of the Lord? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Heritage. This means it belongs to us. Now, believers in Jesus, this is a time where we really need to be in the secret place, to be in prayer, to be in praise, to be in the Word. And there's also our corporate secret place, and that's called the church, where the believers gather. And we seek the Lord, prayer, praise, the word. And when we are in these places, what do we see? The protection of the Lord. Tonight, our prayer is the prayer of David. It's the prayer that Jesus prayed over his disciples. It's what Isaiah mentions here. And don't care regardless of your situation. Young, old, in between. By faith, we're going to put our trust in the Lord, not fear. Why? Because the Lord is our protection. And moving into the days ahead, the Lord will protect. This is what we be, should be praying for. This is what we should be believing for. This is what we should be 
expecting that the Lord will deliver us in the hour of our affliction tonight. Let us set our mind to being what the Lord wants us to be in the secret place of the Most High. Prayer praise the Word. The Lord wants to protect you. Are you going to allow the Lord to protect you, to deliver you, and to bring you out into blessing and into the good things of the Lord? Tonight, we determine in our hearts that as we go into our secret places that the Lord will protect us from the attack of the enemy, both natural and spiritual, and he will lead us to the victory over these things. Why? Because the Lord is our victory, and he will give this to us. Let's stand across the church tonight. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, he dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So tonight we pray that we abide under the shadow of the Almighty and you will protect us. Everyone who believes tonight that they are protected by the Lord. And he will lead them out of the situation they're in to victory. Lord, for us who are in battles, who have just experienced battles, we pray for the protection of the Lord and the defeat of the enemy at your hands, not ours, so you get the glory. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. We will see you tomorrow night, Lord.